0: Love TALK RADIO Good evening opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul. BlakeRadio.com. Good evening, boys and girls, moms and dads, grandpa, grandma, and people who just care. We want to thank you so much for joining us live because you and your eyes can't get to sleep. So joining us will certainly help you to be able to get there. Now, the weather and the mood changes when you're called in for bedtime. We are having snow in the East Coast. And that's why we are so excited about getting outside. And it's starting to get warmer. And because of that, we know that there are still some children out in the playground trying to get in. Can you believe that, boys and girls? It is still snowing in the spring. Have you heard this? Mommy! So, boys and girls, I'm sure you've probably heard a lot of these things before. Trying to get on that playground list. (laughs) Well, let's see if you are ready to go to sleep yet. Are you listening? I'm not sure. Well, when we know that your eyes are closed, and you're on your bed, cuddling with your mommy or daddy, you are ready to listen to some of our special selections of stories. So don't shut your eyes just yet. Keep those ears open. We're going to be reading the story of the Velveteen Rabbit, and we also are We Can't Sleep Yet. And maybe we'll have time for the lantern light because some of you out there don't want to go to sleep without a night light. So are you one of those? We will see. Well, make sure that you do all the things that you need to do in order to go to bed. Do you have your PJs on? I think that Jeffrey has his on. Do you have that glass of milk? Can't drink too much, but just enough. Did you already have your bath? Oh, that makes you feel comfortable. Well, if you've checked off all of those things, you're ready to go to bed. And we want to have those stories ready for you. Now, once again, we thank you for... Joining us at Aunt Jill's Bedtime Stories. And we want to make sure that you go to sleep first. Oh, <laughs> I already heard from some of the mommies or daddies, and they're saying that sometimes they fall asleep first. Well, Zion and Kyla, make sure that you have already brushed your teeth. And I know that you're getting ready. So thank you, boys and girls, and let's start with, we can't go to sleep right now, because we've just finished being outside. Well, this book is called, We Can't Sleep, and it's by James Stevenson. So you can go out and get it, or go to your friendly library. The library will be very happy to help you. We can't sleep. Sweet, said Louis. Oh, said Grandpa. What seems to be the problem? It's too hot and quiet, said Marianne. Too whiny and nosy, said Louis. Too light, too dark, too lonely. We just can't sleep. That's strange, said Grandpa. I once had that very same problem. It was many, many years ago. I was about your age. I tossed and I turned, and nothing seemed to help. Only I got up, got dressed, and went outside. Maybe exercise would help. I ran 50 miles all uphill. Did that make you sleepy, Grandpa asked Marianne? No said Grandpa, but it made me hot. I decided to go swim it and cool off. The water felt good so I decided to swim across the ocean. Sometimes the waves were enormous. Were there any sharks, actually? A great many, said Grandpa. They swam right at me, but as they came by, I drove down, grabbed the tail of one, and when he flipped his tail, I went up in the air and grabbed his fin. I had a good, fast ride, and they never did see me. When I saw an iceberg, I let go of the shark. <laughs> I swam to the iceberg. You must have had a pretty tired, said Louie. No, 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 said Grandpa. Just wet. Then I heard a growl. A huge polar bear came around the corner. I scrambled up a wall of ice. And at the top were a lot of walruses. Growl! I tried to lift one of the walruses. It weighed about 6,000 pounds. But I finally lifted it. So it went at the polar bear. Then I ran away as fast as I could. I couldn't go to sleep. So I sat up all night. Oh, watching the northern light. In the morning, the iceberg began to melt. It got smaller and smaller. Then I was saw an island. I swam to shore. I bet you were sleepy, said Mary Ann. No, not a bit. I was a bit chilly, said Grandpa. But just as I started to get dry and warm, I heard a noise. What kind of noise? asked Grandpa. Like some small bird or insect? Or like something really big and scary? asked Louis. More like that, said Grandpa. The noise got louder. Smoke and fire came out of the jungle. The grounds were shaking. Are you getting too sleepy? Asked Grandpa. No, said Louis And Marianne, what was it? It was a huge dragon breathing fire. He chased me into the ocean. All I could do was splash water at him. I guess that didn't do any good, said Louis. Yes, it did, said Grandpa. It put his fire out. And in all the smoke, I was able to escape, but he ran after me. I hid with some zebras until the dragons went by. Then I swung through the jungle on the vines so as to avoid the crocodile. I could hear the dragon coming after me, so I climbed a very tall tree. I climbed and I climbed and I climbed. Weren't you getting tired yet? asked Mary Ann. Not in the least, said Grandpa. It was only a mile or so. Finally, I came to a small house at the very, very, very top. Inside the house was a dog, like ours, said Lily. Exactly, said Grandpa. He was very friendly. I sat down in a big, comfortable chair, and for the first time, I uh, You did, said Mary Ann. Like this, said L- Loey Exactly, said Grandpa. And then I shut my eyes, and that's when, when, when the hurricane struck. What's a hurricane? asked Marianne. The really big ones, said Grandpa, that that carried the house away. He went racing across the ocean. When we came to land, the house headed for a mountain. Smack! But the chair kept coming. We went down and down and down and through a window into a house, just like this. What do you think of that? said Grandpa. There was no answer. (laughs) The end. Wasn't that exciting? Are you ready to go to sleep yet? Well, Louis and Mary Ann, they were ready, and they fell asleep before we even finished the book. And I can see your white eyes looking and staring at me. And I can see you bringing your stuffed toy cuddles right there with you. And I can see you bringing Brownie there too. And I can see Rubber Duck in the bed at the foot of your bed. And your eyes are still wide open. Well, one of the things that is happening this special Sunday is it is palm sunday a lot of boys and girls were making crosses out of palm trees did you do that today were you able to put them together and they were green and some of them were yellow and a little bit brown but they had this to be able to celebrate jesus coming to jerusalem and he was on a donkey And he rode all through the town. And the children were all happy as well as their parents. And I know, boys and girls, that you are because we're going to to be having a celebration. And a lot of you are already out of school doing all kinds of things with your family and having so much fun. And one of the things, too, that you'll be wearing next Sunday is a new outfit because it's Easter Sunday. And you'll have something that is so special. And sometimes, you may look at some of your other clothes that might be old, and you're going, I don't know if I want to wear it anymore, because I'm getting a new suit, or a new jacket, or a new dress, new shoes, or a new hat, new purse, or whatever. You're getting something new. So let's read this story about a very special, special stuffed toy. And I know that some of you have that a special toy that you always bring to bed, and you, did, you will not even go to bed if that special toy is not with you. And sometimes, because it's so special, so many hugs, been in the bathtub, been in the playground, went to school with you, gone in the car with you, visit your cousin, your cousin put him in the wagon, so many different places, that sometimes... It's not as new as it was when you first got it. But you still love it so much that you just hug their arms or their eyes off. But it doesn't mean you don't love them. Well, this special story is called The Velveteen Rabbit. And it's by Marjorie Williams. And I know, boys and girls, that you probably have some of those rabbits that you had when you first were a year old. And you still have it. And it's like the velveteen rabbit, so soft and so special. And sometimes you may not even want to go to bed without it being there. Well, let's read this book because pretty soon we will be sound asleep. Even though we read that book, I can't get to sleep. Let's try our second book, The Velveteen Rabbit. There once was a velveteen rabbit. And in the beginning, he was really splendid. He was fat and bunty, as a rabbit should be. His coat was spotted brown and white. He had real thread whiskers, and his ears were lined with pink satin. So soft, and I know that he could be able to hear you. Just a whisper. On Christmas morning, when he sat wedged in the top of the boy's stocking with a sprig of holly between his paws, the effect was charming. There were other things in the stocking, nuts and oranges in a toy engine, and chocolate almonds and a clockwork mouse. But the rabbit was quite the best of all. For at least two hours, the boy loved him, and then aunt and uncle came to dinner, and there was a great rustling of tissue paper and unwrapping the parcel. And in the excitement of all the new presents, the Velveteen Rabbit was forgotten. Hmm, boys and girls, does that sound familiar to any of you? Have you forgotten your Velveteen Rabbit? Or that special train that you always had in bed with you? Or Batman? Or could it be? No, it couldn't be, Cinderella. No, you not fellow wife. But let's get back to our story. For a long time, he lived in the toy cupboard or on the nursery floor and no one thought very much about him. He was naturally shy and being only made velveteen, some of the more expensive toys quite snubbed him. Now boys and girls, we know what snub means is they're not paying any attention to you. They're ignoring you. You raise your hand in the classroom, and the teacher doesn't call you. Or you say, Mommy, Mommy, I want some, I want some. And by the time she gets to you, she ran out of that very special cookie. Well, let's get back to our story again. (laughs) The model boat who had lived through the two seasons and lost of his paint, Got the tone from them and never missed an opportunity of referring to his rigor, his rigging in technical terms. The rabbit could not claim to be a model of anything, for he didn't know that real rabbits existed. He thought they were all stuffed with sawdust, just like himself. And he understood that sawdust was quite out of date and should never be mentioned. In- modern circles. Even Timothy, the joined Wooden Lion, who was made by the disabled soldier and should have broader views put on airs and pretended he was connected with the government. Between them all, the poor little rabbit was made Made of what? Made of what for the girls? It made him feel like himself was insignificant and commonplace, and the only person who was kind to him at all was the skin horse. Now, the skin horse had lived longer in the nursery than any of of the others. He was so old that his brown coat was bald in patches and showed the seam underneath, and most of the hair in his tail had been pulled out to string beads necklace. He was wise, though, very smart, for he had seen a long succession of mechanical toys arrive to boast and swagger and by and by break their mainspring and pass away and he knew that they were only toys and would never turn into anything else for nursery magic is very strange and wonderful at the same time and the only playthings that are wise and experienced like the skin horse all understood this what is real I know you've probably asked that plenty of times. What is real? Asked the rabbit one day when they were lying side by side near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy up the room. That does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick out handle. Boys and girls, what do you think that is? Hmm... Well, real isn't how you are made, asked the skin. It's happened to you. When a child loves you for a long time, not just to play with, but really love you, you become real. And that's why, boys and girls, some of you didn't even know that some of your, your friends might have been toys. Uh (laughs) This was a story, wasn't it? (laughs) Let's get back to the real story. When a child loves you for a long time, not just to play with you, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind. Being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up? He asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become, it takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily, or have sharp edges, or who have to be carefully when they are kept. Generally, By the time you are real, you get loose in the joint and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all. Because you are real. You can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. I suppose you are real, said the rabbit. And then he wished he had not said it. For he thought the skin horse... Might be sensitive. Boys and girls, that might have hurt us. And you know how that is. If you hurt someone's feelings, makes them feel very sad. But the skin horse only smiled. The boy's uncle made me real, he said. That was a great many years ago. But once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. The rabbit sighed. Hmm. He thought it would be a long time before the this magic call real happened to him. He longed to become real, to know what it felt like. And yet, the ideal of growing shabby, uh, oh, losing his eyes. Are you sleepy yet, boyfriend? Are you yawning? Uh oh. Uh, 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 uh. I've got you. <laughs> you opened your eyes, your eyes once again. You already took off your house slippers. And now you've got the cover over you. And Grandpa is starting to sit to the side of his chair. It's only a matter of time that his spectacles' glasses will fall right off. And we want to thank you so much for joining us at Aunt Joel's Bedtime Story. Because this is what helps you to go to sleep. Because you had such a long day. And you ate so much. So now you're ready to doze off. The rabbit thought How he thought he would be It would be a long time before his magic, called real, happened to him. He longed to be real, to know what it felt like. And yet the idea of growing shabby and losing his eyes and whiskers was rather sad. He wished that he could become it without these uncomfortable things happening to him. Boys and girls, you're real. Does it make you sad? Does it make you... Want to only be like a stuffed animal? Or do you love those hugs and kisses that your nana or grandpa or aunt and uncle give you or your dad? It makes you feel so special when they give you that hug. There was a person called Nana who ruled the nursery. Sometimes she took no notice of the playthings lying about, and sometimes for no reason whatsoever, she went swooping about like a great wind and hustled them in a cupboard. She called this Tidying Up. Tidying Up? (laughs) And the playthings all hated it, especially the tin one. The rabbit didn't mind it so much, for wherever he was thrown, he came down soft. One evening, when the boy was going to sleep, he couldn't find the china dog that always slept with him. Nana was in a hurry, and it was too much trouble to hunt for the China dog at bedtime, time, so she simply looked about her. And seeing that the toy cupboard door stood open, she made a swoop. Here, she said, take your old bunny. He'll do to sleep with you. And she dragged the rabbit out by one ear and put him into the boy's arm. That night, for many nights, after the velveteen rabbit, slept in the boy's bed. At first he found it rather uncomfortable, for the boy hugged him very, very tight. And sometimes he rolled over him. And sometimes he pushed him so far under the pillow that the rabbit could barely breathe. And he missed it too, those long moonlight hours in the nursery when all the house was silent. And his talks with the skin horse. Very soon he grew to like it. For the boy used to talk to him and made him nice tunnels for him under the bedclothes that he said were like the burrows for the real rabbits lived in. And they had a splendid game together in whispers when Nana had gone away to her supper, supper and left the night light burning on the mantelpiece. And when the boy dropped off to sleep, the rabbit would snuggle down close under his little warm chin and dream with the boy's hand clapped close around him all the time and so when the when time went on and the little rabbit was very happy so happy that he never noticed how his beautiful velveteen fur was getting shabbier and shabbier and shabbier, and his tail coming unsown, and all the pink rubbed off his nose, where the boy had kissed him so much. Spring came, which is what's coming now, and they had long days in the garden, for so wherever the boy went, the rabbit went too. He had rides in the wheelbarrow, and picnics on the grass, and lovely fair, fairy huts built for him under the raspberry king behind the flower border when the boy was called away suddenly to go out to tea the rabbit was left out on the lawn until long after dusk and nana nana had to come and look for him with the candle because the boy couldn't go to sleep unless he was there "'I want my rabbit!' He was wet through with dew and quite earthy from diving into the burrow the boy had made for him in the flower. And Nana grumbled as she rubbed him off with the corner of her apron. "'You must have your old running," she said. "'Fancy all that fuss for a toy?' The boy sat up in bed and stretched out his hand Give me my bunny, (laughs) he said. You mustn't say that. He isn't a toy. He's real. The little rabbit heard that. He was happy, for he knew that's what the skin horse had said was true at last. The nursery magic had happened to him, and he was a toy no longer. He was real. The boy himself had said it. And I thank you boys and girls so much for coming to Aunt Till's bedtime stories, listening to these wonderful stories that we've had. And you can get these all at your favorite library. I know that you would love to be able to do that. Having the Velveteen rabbit. Or We Can't Sleep by James Stevenson, but I think that you have all fallen asleep. So the only person that's hearing my voice right now is Nana With Good Night by Aunt Jewel. And love you. Good night. All fun.